Cake and Kombucha is brought to you by Safe Astral Projection. When you need to send your soul away from your body immediately, but you want it to come right back. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Cake and Kombucha. It's episode 65. Thank you so much for sticking with me this long for this many episodes. My name is Kalechi AZA and I'm your host. Cake and Kombucha is a weekly podcast to discuss current events, which is leaning politics heavy right now, but also fun stuff, pop culture, uh, just things happening, things going on in society. Uh, So it's another week in quarantine. Um, Some of the other podcasts you've been listening to, you regularly listen to, probably made announcements that they were recording from home. I always record from home. So that part hasn't changed. The going outside... That part has changed. Uh, For those of you who did not catch up to the last episode, I uh, last week discussed my battle with coronavirus. I had a mild case, and a mild case for what what is quantified as mild um, included me being bedridden for about two weeks, having a temperature, a fever, a high fever for nine days. It's not cute. So that is going to imbue the stories that I cover with a little extra spice, a little extra passion, because as someone who went through this firsthand, I cannot believe the things I'm seeing in terms of how people are taking this seriously or not. I can't believe how it's being manipulated politically. Um, There's just a lot to get into. So with that said, let's jump right into it, because I have a Guava Rita premium edition waiting for me. It is my treat for the evening and I was very happy to support my favorite bodega they when I got out of my isolation which ended up being 21 days in my room they were closed and I was like no um because there's just some businesses that I talked to in the beginning of March that said they would they, they had no intention of closing and um, you know, I'm I'm happy for them if they close because of safety. I'm not happy, if, you know, if if you close because you're running out of money. That's sad. So yeah, my uh, my dude told me that the guavarita was coming in on Tuesday, and I'm trying to only drink liquor-ish stuff on the weekends now. You got to set some kind of boundaries, right? We're at home all the time. So, um, let me just get right into it. So yesterday on God's great month of April 24th in the Lord's year of 2020, the President Trump um, of your America, not mine, suggested that, I struggle to say it, he suggested on live ass television that injecting yourself with a disinfectant might be a way of combating coronavirus by cleaning your insides. Now, let me give you a little bit of context. This was, of course, at the daily White House briefings that are nothing more than a chance for uh, him to stump and campaign and yell at journalists because his supporters who struggle to read anything, much less fine print, um, they have very negative feelings toward the journalistic profession. And those negative feelings, like I said, include illiteracy and just 
not being able to discern, you know, the URL of a fake website, or the URL that says satire.com, things like that. They struggle. So they like it when he yells at the journalists. How do I know this? Because I literally watch these things live um, on the Hill and I see comments from all around the world and I see the Trump supporters being like, yeah, he really stuck it too. He showed her what's what, if you know what I mean. Like, okay, um, just a little plug for objectivity and common sense. You don't get to decide a good question by it be leading to something favorable towards you. Like, I, we, we live in a world where people who like this man watch him every day because it has millions of followers. And like he said, it's the highest rate thing, higher than The Bachelor. This is what he said while we're supposed to be talking about 50,000 people dead. He he calls on questions for a very long period of time with the press who he has a very combative relationship with in general. And then if someone asks a question that he thinks is somehow complimentary to him, he call, he says, that's a very good question. If someone asks a question that is about something he's done that's like clearly asinine, which is like 99.9% of the things he's done in his life, then he says... That's a nasty question. That's a very bad question. And and thank you. Oh, he thanks people for the questions too. That's what I wanted to say. How do you thank someone for a question? Like the level of nepotism and open cronyism that's, I never thought I would see. These are the kinds of things we read about like in our social studies textbook. I didn't think you were just going to be openly appointing family members for positions in the government. And by family members, I mean like your biological children. And then saying things like, thank you for that. Thank you for that question. I mean, wow. But this is the kind of thing that makes his supporters feel good when they look at him. So anyway, yesterday, Bill Bryan, who's an undersecretary at the Department of Homeland Security. Again, like you don't really need to be here at this briefing. No one needs to be here. I'm sorry. I keep saying yesterday. I mean, Thursday. This was all Thursday. Thursday, the 23rd. Um, But Bill Bryan, undersecretary at the Department of Homeland Security, not a doctor, don't really need to hear from him. He shared that there was a U.S. government study that had found that coronavirus could be killed with exposure to sunlight, heat and humidity. Now, this was not in any way that could really be applied by you or I. Um, He suggested that Americans consider increasing the temperature and humidity for potentially contaminated indoor spaces as a way to combat the virus. If it sounds vague, it's because it is vague. It's not anything that was developed and and it shouldn't have been presented. And there was actually an argument reporting says there was an argument with Dr. Fauci saying that, you know, this is not something that should be said to the public. It's going to confuse people. It has no real application. Um, But, if you you know you are my one of my savvy savvy listeners, or I probably know why he said that because the whole point of these briefings is not to talk about facts and numbers in a clear, concise manner, um, the way Cuomo does. You know, giving you the facts, giving it straight, saying here's the number of people that died. It's unconscionable. It's horrible. We're not okay with this. Here's where we are. It's just getting up there and, and providing all kinds of sound bites. For, so then Fox News can take it and do their own little research and then they can have um, bylines for the whole week about new treatments. Like when you turn on Fox, it really is as if we're not currently 
in coronavirus time with people dying. It's like it's like we're already in the future. They're talking about economics. It's just, but we'll get to that. So anyway, Brian, Bill Brian, also spoke about disinfectants, and he said that the study found that bleach could kill the virus living in saliva within five minutes. Again, we're not going to put bleach in saliva, right? So why are you telling us this? <laughs> That's where you're wrong. We are. He said we could find kill the virus living, um, living in saliva with bleach by just spraying it on and letting it go. Like you don't have to rub it at all. Okay, so then here's what Donald Trump says. I'm going to read it verbatim because a lot of people don't really pay attention to what he does and then they assume that it's not as bad as it sounds. That is always wrong. Consider it wrong. It's always worse than it sounds, actually. And I realize that human beings have this natural stopgap, liberal human beings, where they're like, I think, unless some of y'all are just supporting him, because there was a lot of people defending this online, and I was trying to come up with a theory that maybe some things sound too stupid to actually be true, so you just kind of like change it for what is within the realm of what should actually be possible. But... Here's what actually happened. Here's what he said. So I asked Bill a question. Some of you are thinking of if you're into that world, which I find to be pretty interesting. So supposing we hit the body with a tremendous, whether it's ultraviolet or just very powerful light. And I think you said that hasn't been checked, but you're going to test it. And then I said, supposing it brought light inside the body, which you can either do either through the skin or some other way. I think you said you're going to test that too. Sounds interesting. And and I, I then I see the disinfectant where it knocks it out in one minute. And is there a way you can do something like that by injection inside or almost to cleaning? Because you see it gets into the lungs. We don't really like identify the antecedents of anything, but it now he's talking about coronavirus because you see it gets in, in the lungs and it does a tremendous number on the lungs. So it'd be interesting to check that. So you're going to have to use medical doctors, but it sounds interesting to me. So we'll see. But the whole concept of the light, the way it goes in one minute, that's pretty powerful. Okay, so we're going to break this down bit by bit. So first of all, he said, I asked Bill a question. Some of you are thinking if you're into that world. What is that world? Is it YouTube? Is it Hotep land? Is it the world where people pretend that they're doctors and have thought of cures for a virus that the top researchers in the land haven't thought of? Is it that world? Okay. So supposing if we hit the body with a tremendous, whether it's ultraviolet or just very powerful light. Okay. So again, we're already riffing. You know, the thing was about, the dude was talking about sunlight. And so already you've said ultraviolet or just very powerful light. So already we're in the realm of just like standing in front of the car with the brights turned on or something. It hasn't been checked, but you're going to test it. I don't even know. Okay. Uh, Supposing it brought the light inside the body, which you can either do through the skin or some other way. Like no one, what are you talking? Like no one said that I don't, that you're just, you're just riffing now. Okay. Then I see the disinfectant where it knocks it out in one minute. Okay, so he thinks because, like, outside of the body, you spray bleach with disinfectant. You, I mean, you spray disinfectant, like, bleach onto 
saliva, that that means you should inject it inside of your body. And his, his, the reason he thinks this is because you see coronavirus is inside of the lungs. So if the poisonous cleaning agent that you spray on stuff to kill coronavirus, like spray on surfaces and inanimate objects works, then of course, you know, we just are carrying this out to the nth degree. Then the next sensible step is to inject uh, or ingest cleaning agents that are notoriously poisonous and have a poison label on the back inside of your body. And he said it would be interesting. That is his code word for, that's what he said about hydrochloroquine. And when he was pressed upon it and they said, well, this drug hasn't been tested for this usage yet. Is this safe? I just said it'd be interesting. I'm not a doctor. I'm not a doctor. I'm just, I'm just a guy with good instinct. Sense. I just got common sense. Could be interesting. Okay. So, I mean, basically, I don't know. I'm going to tell you what the rest, of, uh, the rest of what happened with these comments afterwards. But first, let's just deal with this. So before there was a White House comment, before Dr. Burks showed her brown nosing, you know, boot licking predilections again and decided to come out and do a separate lie from Trump. They didn't coordinate their lies to explain these comments. Let's just get to the fact that this he said this on national television and then transcripts came out. But transcripts, I mean, they amended it a little bit, like the articles that covered it. And then I go on Facebook and I see people, black people, Negroid people on God's green Facebook saying that the media is twisting everything and that's not really what he said. You know, he's taken out of context. He was just he was just asking. No, he wasn't just asking. He was suggesting. And if you're out of your depth, just say so. And here's the thing. It's a good thing to be out of your depth. It means you have more common sense than I do. If I didn't have this podcast, the answer to why I watch all of this stuff that I can't control or affect would just be, you don't love yourself, girl. That would be the answer. So I forgive everyone who doesn't watch this every day and you have more self-control than me to not stare directly into the sun and, you know, watch. It's like a brain cell snuff video, basically. However, you can't then go just say, like, Trump is not Trump of 2015 when he was campaigning. He is older and letting more crazy out and deteriorating mentally and has less fucks to give and is that much high on his own power. Um, And the worst thing, the hardest thing to understand about him is that he's a brilliant idiot. So he is probably not going to inject himself with bleach. But he does really synthesize information in the way that you saw that, like the same way he did with hydrochloroquine. Like I'm not going to, I am in a position of privilege because I grew up around doctors and have a mother who's a doctor. But even if I didn't, I, th- I think with just like basic education, it, it, it makes sense. I could be able to figure out on my own that a drug that you use for one purpose is not necessarily say for another purpose. Why do I think that? Because when you go to doctors or get a surgery done or any kind of procedure, people ask you what you're taking and some of it can have negative reactions with each other. I mean, grapefruit, like I think ruins your heart medication or something. Grapefruit, the fruit, the citrus fruit. So just because things are 
healthy in one instance doesn't mean you need to combine them together or combine them with a different illness, which is a totally different if your your body on coronavirus is not the same body as it is without, it's like a different, I don't know, cocktail or I can't think of the word right now, but I never made sense to me that you would just apply a drug for a different purpose. And then of course we find out that people who are taking hydrochloroquine with coronavirus died of heart attacks at twice the rate of, I don't remember, I think it's two separate things. I think they had heart problems, but they also just died at twice the rate of the people that didn't take it. So, I mean, I'm assuming that well, that was controlled properly and I'm assuming everyone was at a similar level of sickness. I didn't do the study, but um, that, you know, the NIH has come out against uh, using hydrochloroquine as a treatment for coronavirus. So for those of you who understand how Trump works and have been watching these, you know that he was saying this UV thing and this bleach thing to give Fox another headline to go talk about. He really thinks that he is intelligent enough. So it's a combination of, you know, malignant narcissism, not having any self-awareness, which comes from narcissism. He really does think that he's as smart as these doctors. So when he says, did you guys look into something yet? He really does think there's a chance that he might've thought of a cure for coronavirus off the cuff. Like he thinks that that is a, a thing that would happen. He really thinks that he can come up with some things that the, these doctors haven't thought of. Yes. I mean, that's the thing that he thinks. So that is why he did not think it was a dumb thing to say to make these suggestions. He thinks he just is spitballing and it's the next like thing they're going to go look into. Now, unfortunately, hydrochloroquine, you know, that came from, I think, some articles. I, I There were antiretrovirals discussed back when this was in China. This disease was just in China. There were there were some, you know, other countries have, were having it first, so they were discussing things medically. So Trump got the hydrochloroquine from, like, hearing or reading something. This came from his own brain. So this is how his brain works. He doesn't have any restraint to know, hey, this sounds really stupid at the moment because he's supremely confident because he's a narcissist. So he's used to just saying things out loud. He has a rabid fan base that is dumber than him. How do they get dumber than him? You got to go deep into the annals of American history for that. I can't really help. But I'm just saying they tend to think everything he says makes sense. There is a small, you know, component, uh, a small cadre, that's C-A-D-R-E, of people who are just voting for him for the tax breaks and rich people who are just like, Kanye, like, my real estate deals are better than they were under Obama. Go get hit by a bus. Other than that, these people really think he's an authority figure, and so they just go with what he says. And also, the the deal that he has going on with Fox, I think I wouldn't be surprised if it's actually written down. Like, I would not be surprised if it's very much more organized than just like a loose symbiotic relationship. I think they are mutually gratifying each other, and it's probably like the chains of money uh, are probably actually traceable, I think, if someone were to look into that. Now, don't let me sound like Trump. Maybe someone already has looked into it. <laughs> I'm just thinking of the world's solutions to the world's problems off the cuff. But so what I'm trying to say is, even though it sounds really stupid, he doesn't have the self-awareness to sound that, know that it's stupid. However, it strategically fits into a plan. The plan is to get people talking about a new cure so that they get excited, again, are ready to open up, stop thinking about the fact that 
thousands of people are dying every day and just focus on Trump's handle it. He's got a cure. He is insanely good at manipulating the media. He's very good at it. Now, what we have seen that a lot of manipulating the media is lying and just knowing that not everybody has a podcast that that doesn't make them any money. Not everybody researches things. People just don't pay attention to all the, it takes an obsessive type of person, which I am to just keep clicking things, keep clicking things and make sure I've like read all of them. Like it's just, you know, maybe one day I'll do something better and with my time, but that's where we are. And he knows that not everyone's like that. So he knows that he can bet that you're going to catch a snippet or you're going to catch, you know, one part of it. And that also he knows the import of repeating things a lot of times. That's why every day on these White House hearings, he would say, there's never been anything like this, never before seen. He says that the number of testing we're doing is unprecedented, which is a meaningless statement because we're testing like 1% of the population, 0.1% of the population, something like that. I mean, when you do the math of how many people there are in America, we are testing such an infinitesimal amount of people But of course, compared to like Finland, we are testing more people. So he knows that he can repeat things a lot and they get shared. He also knows he can just straight up lie. And he is, I mean, that's what he does most of the time. And if this sounds like something you already knew, sounds very basic, forgive me because like I said, like I have this obsessive, you know, thing with the truth and I always think something's going to be tracked. And I mean, I, I like to say I have integrity, but I also just logically... I never feel like lying is like a reliable thing to do. It just seems like it can be proven otherwise. So this has shown me the power of lying and that people don't look up stuff and people don't care and they stop the first place they heard something. Okay, boom. So let's get into more lies. After that uh, was said, the meme world went crazy. The internet has gone crazy. I mean, the number of pictures of people, you know, with Clorox drip IVs, Clorox chewable tablets. It's hilarious. I mean, it's just, you know, a lot of Democratic leaders, you know, Joe Biden tweeted, I can't believe I have to say this, but don't inject bleach. I mean, everybody is going in. So what did the White House do next? They lied about the next exchange that he had. They lied in a transcript. So what Donald Trump did was he brought even Dr. Burks in on this foolishness. Now, Dr. Burks, who is a scarf wearing harpy, um, she's a fool. She's a liar. Again, if you don't watch all of these things, you might not really understand the stark contracts contrast between her and Dr. Fauci, but they're not of the same cloth. I have tea that I cannot uh, disclose, but sources that used to work with her say she's always been this way. Um, from the time that she worked at the CDC. And she's a bootlicking, brown noser. She just wants to be the center of attention and wants to be at the top. And that's why she endorses a lot of his foolishness. However, some scrumptious, delicious cameraman caught her in the corner um, adjacent to the podium, literally just astral projecting. This woman... It's 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 like a torture scene from some CIA TV show and you can't give up the information. So the only thing you can do is just focus really hard on transporting your entire soul into another dimension so that you don't feel the pain. 
this is what she did. She, you saw as his comments went on about injecting bleach, her whole face, she struggled to control her facial muscles and then her eyes tilted to the left and just went dead. And I said, ah, she was just floating above that, um, that briefing. It was incredible. Um, and she deserves it. Uh, Fauci had his moment where he started laughing about, I think it was Attorney General Barr said the deep state media or something like that. It was deep state something. And Dr. Fauci started, he laughed and had to cover his mouth. And after that, he's, you know, he's got savvier and savvier about these things every day because um, this is not their job. They've never, there's never been a hearing every single day for three hours. So Dr. Burks, to her dismay, I'm sure, then got dragged in up to the podium to engage in this absolutely idiotic line of questioning. So he asked her, I mean, Dr. Burks, is UV treatment, uh, can it cure diseases and something to that effect? And she said, or he said something like, is it used? And she was just struggling. She said, gulp, not as a treatment. So it was fascinating. I'm just so interested in human behavior and seeing where people's lines are because she... I was expecting her to find a way to even like make him sound like he was correct on that. But she said not as a treatment, but then she pivoted and said, fever, fever can is certainly good. It is a good thing. It helps your body respond. Bitch, no one asked you what a fever does. I think even like since Renaissance times, since Egypt, we've known that fever is fighting something like I think there's old wives tales like we got it we know fever is fighting off infection he didn't ask you that he asked you do we burn people from the insides with uv light to cure diseases that is what he asked you that is what the man you are so proud to work for asked you um but she i mean i honestly the level the bar for her is that i was shocked that she explicitly said not as a treatment so what did the white house do they released a transcript of this exchange that said that Dr. Burke said, that is a treatment. So they released a transcript in which she's saying that is a treatment, which just goes to show you how there's no, um, there's no like window between or, you know, glass ceilings between the levels of fuckery. It's a, it's a sieve. It's diffused throughout the White House. Uh, everyone's with the shits. And by with the shits, I mean they're ready to lie. They're ready to publish things that are just blatantly incorrect. So, yeah, they released a transcript that said, saying that she said that is a treatment when she explicitly said it's not a treatment. Um, then they later crossed it out and corrected it. Okay. So here's where it gets really interesting. Donald Trump to defend himself, said that he was being sarcastic. Now, I'm Googling his exact comments on this because I want you to... I want you to have the exact lie. Because, again, it's just so... So he said that it was a sarcastic. I was, he said, I was asking a question sarcastically to reporters like you just to see what would happen. So... He didn't ask the reporters. Like, there is absolutely a time of the evening where he yells and berates the reporters, yells at and berates the reporters, and that wasn't it. He was 
still talking to his team, and he addressed the question at Bill, the, the undersecretary. So it's just not true that he was being sarcastic. Now let's go with the idea that he was being sarcastic. Why the fuck would you be sarcastic about a cure for a disease that people are terrified of and staying at home, a pandemic of post-apocalyptic Netflix movie proportions? There's, there's literally like, I could create you an entire list of, of movies I could tag for you that are about something just like this and several science fiction books that I've actually read. It's the scariest thing to ever happen to like a lot of us and people are dying. Lots of people we know are dying. At, and you're suggesting that you were being sarcastic about a cure. He hates being ridiculed so badly. I mean, we make fun of him all the time on our little corner of the world. But I think the memes and the number of celebrities laughing, the bleach memes actually permeated his bubble to an extent that he got embarrassed. And so he made up another lie that makes no sense. But then Dr. Burks, you know, astral projecting all of the humiliation that she just went through. I guess she's like, you know, I need to still have him in office. Otherwise my humiliation is to know is for no reason because she released a lie about what he was doing. And let me find that. Dr. Burke said, about Donald Trump, when he gets new information, he likes to talk that through out loud and really have that dialogue. And so that's what dialogue he was having. I think he just saw the information at the time immediately before the press conference, and he was still digesting that information. That's my Dr. Burke's impersonation. Um, bitch, you're lying. Like, what the fuck? So was he being sarcastic or was he digesting information? And if that is the way you digest information, take your Maalox and your Tums, go sit on the toilet by yourself because your digestion makes you look like a fucking fool, okay? And there just has to be a time where it is unacceptable to be that dumb. And, I, and that's the part that we are not ever addressing. How many gaffes, like we can have an explanation for everything, right? But when is it just like, that's a mistake that you shouldn't be making. You shouldn't be talking about injecting bleach. I never thought it in my head. That's not what I thought in my head when I heard that comment. Though that's not that shouldn't be your process for working through that that kind of information that was just said. So, anyway, we're done with this. That's the Lysol Gate uh comment. Look, I hope all the white supremacists all the Confederate flag-toting people that love and revere this president, he already told you what to do. Probably your house was, some of y'all are a little dirty anyway, so I don't know if you had Lysol or bleach in your house, but go get some. Don't wear a mask when you go. You know, you don't like being at home anyway and obeying quarantine, and have some Lysol on the rocks, and let me know how it goes. Oh, by the way, that, ladies and gentlemen, was sarcasm, since it's so hard to tell nowadays, right? <laughs> Mm. safe astral projection we're with you even if we're actually somewhere else we understand that times are hard and things are a bit scary right now that is why we would like to offer our services free to medical professionals currently on the front lines so if you are a medical professional working for a malignant narcissistic tangerine or donald trump please listen carefully 
We know that as dedicated doctors, scientists, epidemiologists, you are often put in situations that make you wonder why you were born or worked at all for the things you have. After all, you are employed by a man who says that he is good at medical stuff because his uncle went to MIT. MIT is not a medical school. We understand that you will be on public daily briefings that will put you on the spot on live television. Like when you have to listen to conjecture about whether bleach can be injected inside of the human body to kill germs. At times like this, you have two options. Struggle with your facial expressions, laugh, and then get fired. Or astral project. Your soul must leave your body. It's the only way. You need to send your soul far away so that it can stare down, look at what's happening, and think, what in the fuck did I do with my life to end up in the current situation that I'm in? But your soul will eventually want to return after the press conference is over. Unless you're too embarrassed and just want to die, in which case you can stay where you are. This is where we come in. Safe astral projecting will teach you our tried and true 1,000-year-old techniques for sending your soul far away where it can have fun, play with unicorns, and dance on a rainbow while your body stays immobile in exactly the position it was before. Once you've mastered these advanced techniques, you can use our system not only for the workplace, but for bad sex as well. Our 24-7 hotline is always available to you should you seek guidance from one of our many specialists, which include Reiki practitioners and Instagram influencers that take pictures of themselves doing yoga. If you're interested, please visit safeastroprojecting.com and remember, these services will be free to you throughout the remainder of this pandemic. Safe Astro Projecting, because sometimes it's too embarrassing to be all the way alive. On April 17th, Friday, uh, President Trump tweeted, Liberate Michigan. Then he tweeted, Liberate Virginia and save your Second Amendment. It is under siege. Yes, he literally t- tweeted the words liberate and Second Amendment. <laughs> Second Amendment. Uh, which, to any rational, reasonable person that can make inferences, sounds like you're telling people to go grab their guns and hit the streets when they're supposed to be at home, uh, which is what he was saying. So fomenting violence is nothing new. I actually heard him say last week that he wants, he hopes that mosques are looked at as hard as churches and uh, synagogues were for the stay at home orders, which is just like, wow, I just, you know, we, it's, it's like he, he switches from talking about drinking and injecting bleach to things like that. And then I, you, I get these chills where I'm like, wow, we, this is an evil leader. Like, it's not just something to laugh at. He is literally willing to suggest that mosques are getting special treatment religiously. He said, Christians are treated very unfairly in this country knowing that people go shoot up these mosques in places like this. And then when there's another mass shooting, what you'll just sit back and he doesn't care. So it always takes these moments like that to balance out the other ones for me and be like, no, we're all in danger. We are in danger. So anyway, uh, basically there's just people taking the streets. There were thousands of people in Wisconsin today protesting the stay at home orders, even though they had their highest 
day of deaths yet today. Um, there have been protests in Michigan. Uh, Governor Whitner, who is really foxy. I don't know if you've ever seen her before, but she kind of looks like Wonder Woman, like a stay-at-home mom version of Wonder Woman. Uh, she always got like a bright red lip and she's got this shiny brunette hair. It's quite, quite attractive. I just thought that was funny. I was like, oh, because I'm just used to looking at the GOPs dominating my screen and we know what, what evil looks like when your whole face starts to melt. That's what I'm usually looking at. Anyway, she had some of the strictest um, regulations of any state. But when I listened to them and I listened to the people complaining about them, it just sounded like Michigan has its own set of fuck shit and she designed them for Michiganders. Uh, There were things like you can't go from one of your homes to your other homes. (laughs) And believe it or not, there were people... Uh, I heard a story you can all should all go listen to on the New York Times, the daily. And these people were like, we can't go from one home to our other home, but someone can come out of state and go to their vacation home. I just kept contrasting it to like things I was seeing in Italy where people actually stayed home and didn't leave the house at all. And we're like, we're running out of food. Um, or the, prime minister of St. Martin when she told people, look, if you don't have bread, eat crackers. Some people are actually like the stay at home order actually means stay at home in other countries for these people who are not essential workers. And it doesn't mean that in America. So we're already starting at a different place. Um, We're already starting at all kinds of exceptions. Stay at home unless you have to like go do like anything you want to do, you know, like put a mask on or, or don't. But that he someone complained about that. Someone said that they couldn't buy lawn fertilizer. Um, I've heard people complaining about going to not being able to go to Hobby Lobby. Every stereotype that you could think of, of the frivolous thing that these certain type of white people want, it's being verified. And um, it's just like embarrassing for all of humanity. So they're protesting. I saw moms at a playground get arrested they were very it took like a whole like seven minutes of them yelling at the police officers officers for them to get arrested so i mean you know black lives matter it's a crock of bullshit but uh they are angry they want to go back to work i heard people complaining we took unemployment unwillingly no bitch you signed up for unemployment it doesn't come to you like for you you have to you have to activate it you have to go sign up We didn't want it, but we took unemployment unwillingly. So there's people, they believe that any handouts are socialist or communist and they want to work. There is no discussion of like, it's like, are you forcing your company to go back to work? Are you forcing, I'm not sure how these people can just like will their their industries to open to go back to jobs that might not even be there for them, but they are out in the streets. And the most ironic thing is that Quite a lot of them do have masks on. So it's like there were some people I've seen interviewed that said, no, I believe the virus is real. I just believe in personal responsibility and everyone has to make the best judgment and take care of themselves. And it's like this is where Fox News is not cutting it because you're not an epidemiologist. You don't get to decide what the right medical response for a virus is the virus doesn't care about your 
your basic ass education and your GOP values. The virus knows that it is highly contagious. And since we did not do anything to prepare for it and we have no testing compared to what we actually need to for a country of 330 million people, we have to stay the fuck home until I mean, I don't even know until what you you could say until a vaccine. That's probably when I know. I mean, I'm safe. That's when I know, like, some of my loved ones will be staying home. I asked my mom and she literally was like, I'm fine. I have everything I need. You know, I canceled my gym membership. Um, I will uh, I'll join Lifetime Fitness again in three years when they have a vaccine. It took me out. She wasn't joking. She was totally serious. She's an organized woman. She's a doctor herself. She knows how long vaccines take. That's when she plans on joining her gym again. I just thought it was funny, like, hearing someone plan in the future for the gym. But, I mean, I do love – the gym is just glorious. It's got so many swimming pools. Oh, there's so much space in the South. But, so, yeah. So, I mean, I don't – I mean, but Trump. Trump has emboldened people to think that a virus is not, you know, something that needs a organized government – response because we didn't have an organized government response so they don't really understand that you all have to do the same thing because you're all human beings human beings are a host for this thing and that's that's what it is it's not about you where you work and your values and how many guns you have and just weird things it's just very strange um as was predicted when the data started to come out about how this disproportionately affects black and brown community, native communities. If you look in Detroit, 40% of the COVID deaths were black. Um, far outside the population of African Americans, like they're, they're we're overrepresented in the COVID deaths in all urban centers. So this disease has been now politicized, infection rather, has been politicized as something blue that happens in urban centers that doesn't affect people like them. And that's, that's, you do not be mistaken. It is not just, you know, the people protesting, they don't just live in farmlands or and some of them are in urban centers too. They are confusing their whiteness and their hardworkingness. They think that they're somehow imbued with some kind of like special immunity and drive. And we're just lazy, sick, you know, disease people, in New York city, like living in slums. And what they don't realize is that what we actually are is a place that has a lot of international travel. Uh, planes landed here. Their studies show that the strain of coronavirus that we have in New York city is from Italy, which I said in like February, if you're a faithful podcast listener, that we were screwed once the virus went to Europe because they weren't going to shut down uh, Europe and inconvenience white people. Um, so we got the European strain. And I, in California, they might have gotten a Chinese strain. But what we have here is from uh, travel from Europe. They they looked at it under a microscope and they saw that. I'm not going to um, I'm not going to go into detail about how they determined that because I'm not Donald Trump and I'm not a not a biologist. And I know that I'm not a biologist. So. The racial aspect of this is very, very omnipresent and evident to those who have a brain. Um, I've even seen comments saying, but all of us are the same. So when people are saying that it affects black people more, 
Like I've seen some white people that are like offended that it affects black people more or something. I saw Fox. I saw Laura Ingram ask like, I mean, virus, it's everything is equal. And like the doctor kind of who she was asking had to say to her slowly, like people have, you know, socioeconomic disparities, like living in different places where there's more asthma. I mean, Cuomo, props to him, even talked about economic discrimination and sorry, environmental discrimination. And he said, you know, the areas that these people live on, he didn't say these people, I can say these people, um, black people, you know, some of them are, they're, they're redlined into, I don't think he said the word redline, but, but that's how it happened into areas that already had, you know, chemical waste dumps and stuff. So you're starting at this deficit where you're, air quality is worth and I believe that that was something that people were saying about China too that there may have been more deaths because the air quality the quality of the air was so bad already so there was more respiratory weakness in the population um so you know I could say no offense to the white people that listen to this show that white people go white but you know what I mean uh the level of hypocrisy is unmatched. I mean, the level of privilege shown is just unrivaled by, I haven't seen anything that is as blatantly contradictory as to things that people say a lot, like the year before that I can remember. I mean, these are people who are mad at Colin Kaepernick. These are people who hate the black lives matter movement. I've, I've had well-meaning white people say to me things like black lives matter shouldn't interrupt Someone that I, a coworker said to me before that Black Lives Matter should not block traffic on Martin Luther King Day because MLK wouldn't want that. This is where we are, guys. This is education in our school system, you know? So these are the people that believe in following the law and never talking back to the police, but you're breaking the law, which was a stay-at-home ordinance from your governor, and going out because you can't go cut your hair at Supercuts you were busted before quarantine and you'll be busted afterwards. Everyone sit the fuck down. It's so annoying. And I went through the stages of grief over it, but then I had to say, well, I was going to say let them make cake, but good sis Donald Trump is the new Marie Antoinette and I can now say let them drink bleach. I, I don't know what to say. I really hope that the black and brown communities can organize within ourselves to do what we can to keep ourselves safe, even though so many of us are essential workers and everyone else is going to have to just go out and get coronavirus if they want. They, they seem to be fighting for it. Like, I feel like, I feel like this, these conservative white people want so badly to feel oppressed. They're out. I've heard one of them, a government official, which I'm not even going to Google right now, said that he was the Rosa Parks. And they had to have their Rosa Parks moment. There are people holding up signs saying, let my people go. You're protesting to leave your house. Like your middle class, nice houses. I'm just so embarrassed. It's really, really embarrassing. It's really embarrassing. I don't know what to say. Like, do people not have shame? You don't think that you sound weird, that you can't stay home. I mean, there's weird, it's weird to be dysregulated. It's weird to stay home, have your schedule interrupted, not get fresh air. But the people who are talking about not having lawn fertilizer are, have so much space in their backyard. Like some of the quarantine that my relatives have in the cell, 
my auntie called me they're picking fruit from their different tropical trees that they planted and even like plants from Nigeria. Some of my other cousins are in their swimming pool. I asked my one cousin, how's quarantine? He was like, it's not bad if you love your wife and kids. It's having a blast with them because they're so much fun. They're the cutest family and they have fun together. And I'm not saying that you're not claustrophobic, but we're talking about people dying. And because it's not directly on your doorstep yet, you don't care. So your empathy level is such that you don't care if it's not happening directly to you and yours, but it's also your understanding of virulence is so poor that you really think that because it's in another state, it can't get to you. Wasn't this in China and Italy and then it's here, but you're in Colorado and you don't think you should stay at home and mitigate the damage of this because it's in New York and people are still flying on planes and shit. Okay. That's why I say drink bleach if you want to. I don't have anything else to say about that mentality. It's it's we know what it is. It's a tea party, it's bullshit, it's racism, it's it's that only one type of person in this country matters. And I just want to quickly say that these movements are being funded. If you thought these people weren't smart enough to organize, you were right. They're being funded by by groups the Convention of States, which is connected to the White House. Um, it has a billionaire hedge fund manager and Republican donor as the head of it. Two Trump members, two members of the Trump administration are in it. Ken Cuccinelli, who's director of U.S. Citizen, Citizenship and Immigration Services, Ben Carson, um, Ron DeSantis, the governor of Florida has endorsed it. Um, yeah, they uh, these these people are now organizing on their own. Also, there is a group called uh, run by Betsy DeVos's brother, who is doing the Reopen Michigan movement. So they have lawyers; they're lawyered up for people to as soon as they get arrested, they have lawyers to go get them out of jail. Every part of this is cushy, except for the fact that they really might contract the virus while they're out and about. So. I mean, we can only hope that that's the case. Go be with God. This is all disgusting. So Florida and Georgia are opening. Um, The first thing they're opening are barbershops, tattoo parlors, hair salons, you know, places where people have to be really close to each other and like carve into each other's flesh. Uh, I can't really imagine anything less social distancing and more prone for you to take home part of someone else's DNA. I kind of feel like they opened those things first, not because they were small businesses, but because black people really, the barbershop is sort of like lotion. Like without it, we we kind of start to lose our powers. And I think that they just want to use us as guinea pigs and see what happens. So again, I can only implore us not to do it. Oh, I had something I should have said in the other segment, which is that Cuomo with the one-liners, he's he said about the protests, like, if you want to go back to work, get a job as an essential worker. And that is a really important thing, because if you really, if it was about money, you would, if you really needed money, you would get a job. If you really needed money, you would go to the grocery store and get a job. You would go do some kind of, you know, you'd pro- you could you could get hired by the New York State uh, Unemployment office the department of labor is hiring more people to 
file all these unemployment claims. You could do that. If you really wanted a job, you could get one. But that's what Cuomo said. Go get a job and as an essential worker. Until you do, you protesting to just have your life be exactly the way it was, what is this, only been like two months ago, is so immature and weird. And like, can you focus? There's a pandemic. Um, but yeah, the states are open. I don't really have anything to say about it. For some reason, uh, Georgia, like, Trump is mad at Georgia for opening, but he's not mad at DeSantis uh, in Florida for opening. So I don't really know what's behind that. I mean, Florida has like quite a high number of cases of coronavirus and Trump is not mad at them for reopening. But I do think it's interesting that the White House did release these guidelines, these phases, and the GOP governors are opening without meeting the the qualifications of those so it's kind of like we knew it was up to the governors you know there was that fight between Donald Trump and Cuomo where Cuomo was like would you like to read the constitution I've read it before let me give you some time to catch up you can't tell the governors what to do and so the next day after Trump saying that he will be in charge of when everything reopens and that he had absolute power he backpedaled the next day after I'm I'm sure he genuinely thought he did. Again, he doesn't know anything about the government or American history. So he backpedaled and found a way to make it. So it was up to the governors, but if it went well, he could get the credit. And if it went badly, he can say it's up to the governors. So they created this phased reopening. And in the first phase, it says that anti widespread antibody testing and COVID testing is part of, what any state needs to exhibit before they open. Um, Trump, I mean, they said that. Him and the doctors came up with that. And these states that are opening don't have it. So I don't, I could quote you a lot of really dumb things that the governors have said. I don't need to. They're basically politically motivated. They're monetarily motivated. And they're willing to send people back to work and die so that companies don't go out of business. I mean, I just feel really sad for the people in those states who don't want to risk their lives and who will now feel pressure to go back to work because if your job reopens, then now you're making a decision to stay home. I hope that everyone finds within them to do what all these people that hire us and govern over us do and lie. Say that you have COVID. Say that you're sick. You need to stay home. I hope you don't need paperwork because... You shouldn't have to show paperwork since testing is not prevalent enough. Um, but it's a really tough situation. So my heart goes out to everybody who's going to be struggling with that. This last bit of Corona news, um, and probably the last segment for the show, people who are married to immigrants can't get pandemic assistance. You might not have known that. So this is uh, American citizens who file taxes jointly with a spouse that uses an ITN and an individual taxpayer identification number. Well, ITIN, I guess. Um, This is what the IRS issues to people who don't have a social security number. So those with I-T-I-N-S, they cannot get the stimulus check. So not only will the adult 
in this, you know, mixed status relationship, U.S. citizen, someone who is an immigrant or undocumented, they won't be eligible for their $1,200 check, but the whole household will not receive the $500 per child payment that was part of the CARES Act. And lest you think that this was something that just kind of slipped by them because it was only going to people with socials or something, it's not. They specifically made this exception that um, if one spouse serves in the military, they are not prevented from doing this. So if your spouse is an immigrant who has an ITIN, but one of you serves in the military, then you can get it. But if not, then your whole family doesn't get this assistance. I just want to know how much money this saved because we're not broke. I mean, we are, but we aren't. Like, we have a deficit, sure, but I'm worried about my own credit card payments. I'm not really worried about the country's deficit. Like, does anyone ever really raise your hand if you've ever been like, oh my God, America's debt? What are we going to do? America's debt. I thought we had the best economy in the world and we're the world's superpower and et cetera, et cetera. Like, I. Money is not real. Print some more. You're not going to tell me that we don't have the money to take care of our citizens the same way that these other countries did. Germany, Italy, Canada, everyone else was like, we're telling you, you can't leave the house and go anywhere. So obviously, we need to give you a income so that you can order your groceries online or do whatever you have to do. So he, boom, $2,000, $2,000 a month for you, 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 you. Now in New York City, that would not cover some rent. So that would need to be scaled a little bit. But I just don't get, I don't, but I do. We pit our, the country, we pit ourselves against ourselves. We have people who really think the government can't afford to take care of us or shouldn't because of their weird ideas about like big government and everyone's walking around feeling broke and picking up scraps from the garbage can. Oh, we, now we can't afford to give immigrants who are working in this country and paying taxes. I-T-I-N. Individual Taxpayer Identification Number. They are paying taxes into the government and cannot get the stimulus check. It don't make no sense. Make it make sense. Make it make sense. How are they paying into it? Just so they literally are paying into it, and the money's going to everybody else but them. You, there's no motivation for immigrants to have any kind of paperwork that's you know tracked if if you're gonna do this shit. Like it makes no sense. It's not fair, and it is not right. You cannot think something like that is right unless you just you just on base level believe that people from other countries are like pieces of poop or something. But you guys all want to talk about, you know, everyone wants to talk about the different flavors of white they are and they're German and Dutch and Swedish. In America, we love to do that. So you know that you came from immigrants. Why are you doing this? Okay, that's it for me. Look, this whole show was a rant this week. I I have no voice left. I'm still recovering. Blessings to everyone. Wusa. I'm really only watching, I'm watching so much less news. So then I'm going to research it for you still so I can deliver you the things by the end of the week. But I hope everybody finds a way to kind of deal with the things that they cannot control. I finally um, got a copy of The Artist's Way. So I'm going to be working my way through that. And I hope that, I think that could be like a life-changing thing. 
Um, I'm practicing learning some some chords on the guitar and working on Spanish with Duolingo. I've ordered an exercise bike. It's coming. It's coming soon. So I'm going to start trying to build up my stamina, my breath, uh, and get this get these lungs kicking because I'm I'm a little scared about the damage that has been done. I can't lie, because even like talking for a long period of time is not easy. But um, inshallah, we will we'll get things back to where they were before. Okay, so that's it for me, guys. I've given you a lot to digest, and I'm sure there'll just be more things unveiled as these states open and we see what's happening. Next week, I'm going to look for some not coronavirus related stories for you guys. So please don't don't think this is just going to be all Corona all the time. It's not. It's just what where my head's been at since I came up out of a solitary confinement. All right. This is Kalechi Azier, Cake and Kabucha. Thank you for listening. Peace out. And I will holla at you next week. Stay safe. Wear a mask. Put some panties on your head. Do what you have to do. Cake and Kombucha is produced and hosted by actress, writer, and singer Kilechi Azie. It features music by the talented Melanie J.B. Charles. If you like what you hear, check out MelanieJBCharles.com.